0: And here we are, episode, I don't even know what episode this is. What a wonderful time to be alive. Julian uh, is back in New York City. He's got his um, flower jersey on, his Tropic Friday. What is, uh, What what's the occasion casual, for said t-shirt?
1: Casual Wednesdays, baby, casual Wednesdays. <laughs> casual Wednesdays? <laughs> no, uh, I, uh, yeah, it's... Uh my mom got me this for christmas it's an aruba shirt and i just felt festive you know it's getting to be nice out here in new york and sun's shining man springtime is on its rise
0: yeah it's so nice weather's been pretty rad up here in washington too the last couple days yeah what's your favorite uh season you reckon spring spring
1: i think right now yeah i i mean the seasons in new york are so intense uh, all the time. And so there's probably about four weeks in between springtime and fall time that are great. And then everything else is, is just hurts. <laughs> <Like> the, <laughs> the, the heat hurts and the cold hurts. Uh, but I'd say, I'd say like, like early, early springtime is probably my fave. Great. What about you? What about you?
0: I don't know. I think like, I like all the seasons in Washington,
1: equally Gets gets, gets kind of intense in spokane too though
0: no like there's a couple months randomly in the summer where it's can get super hot Uh and then you know the last few summers fire season's been pretty terrifying but spring's awesome here summer is usually great not too humid new york's like bonkers in that regard
1: yeah, you just don't have any lakes to jump in, or like water holes to swim in. So right. that's, you just have to get on a subway and like sweat on Marvin sitting next to you and just like deal with it. It sucks.
0: Yeah, well, it's just so humid. Over here, it's real dry oh. heat. So there's not, right when it's 100 degrees out, it's 100 degrees out. It's not like 100 degrees out with a 47% humidity, which right. is like wearing a wet blanket. Yeah. But the winters are great, too, just because I love s- snowboarding so much.
1: I know, man. We got to go snowboarding a little while ago. It was so nice, dude. Ta- Tintin had a snowboard.
0: Yeah, we brought Tintin up on the hill, and uh, that was such a blast. That was. Yeah. You weren't there for that, though.
1: I was. I just wasn't, like, doing the right, baby right, runs right. with you guys, but I was there.
0: Right. You were at the hill that day. Yeah, yeah you were just awesome. off gallivanting. Snowboard- on I, was, I
1: was just snowboarding. Yeah, and I'm not trying to take care of the little babies. Um, but it, was, it was awesome.
0: Let's start up with uh with with an article. Uh this is a good piece of news. How good's this? How good
1: this? How good's this? How good's this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Volunteers are soothing senior loneliness, giving free rides on couch bikes worldwide. Find one near you. In cities across the world, volunteers are taking the elderly and people with disabilities out for spins on special tricycles to enjoy the great outdoors. How good's that? It's called That's Cycling right. Without Age, and the group is finally up and riding again in Scotland following the relaxation of COVID-19 restrictions. And they are delighted to be reengaging their scientifically proven method for enhancing the well-being of seniors uh it must be so old, hard getting old dude
1: i know man i know my my parents are in their early 70s now and i'm just starting now i mean they're still like very with it and 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 together but yeah man it's like you just start thinking about like your mortality and you know that those thoughts come so much more often and i i i imagine it's just just it's just difficult to like Try and stay like excited about you know what's to come when you know that like you're you're on the back end of the life rather than the front end it's just, right. it must be weird,
0: yeah, it just it, I just turned thirty five like a week and a half ago, <laughs> old <as> shit. <clears throat> and I still feel nothing feels any different besides like the size of my the fat flat tire around my waist. <laughs> Yeah, You know, but like, I still feel like I'm perceiving the world relatively the same as I did when I was 17.
1: Yeah. That's that's not true.
0: Well, I can't, maybe I can't really remember necessarily. Like I can't time travel back to when I was 17. I'm sure that there was things that I thought about that were much different than I think now, of course, but like, I don't feel like i'm a third through my life and right. i am like if i'm lucky i'll live yeah. to a hundred if i'm lucky yeah, that's, right that's like hard. i'm that's over hard. a third
1: yeah done yeah, with do my have, life and
0: i don't feel that way
1: is that are, do you do you have good genes with your family do your parents and uh, their parents stay stay kicking for for their hundies
0: no, 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 no. I I don't think I had very many relatives live over 90. Yeah. If any. My lot. grandfather passed in his 80s. Uh, my, my grandmother's in her 80s um, and still alive.
1: Well, whippersnapper.
0: I mean, I definitely think that, like, human life is getting longer. I definitely think that we know right. more today about maintaining health than we did back when, like, my great grandparents were, you know, trying to get a hold on things. But right. uh but still, let's just say that like your typical lifespan is what, if you're lucky, 90, right? Yeah. The last like 20 years of your life must be really weird.
1: Absolutely. For sure. I mean, dude, the thing like something something interesting that's been happening to me lately is like, we're the same age, 35. And I think for the first time in my life, I'm starting to experience uh, my body taking longer to recover from ailments. Mm. So, like, for example, I have this, like, this uh, pinch nerve in my back that I got while I was on tour with you because we were sleeping in those little bunks. And it's a pinched nerve in my back, right? Like, you know, sometimes you got to, like, turn your whole body to, like, move your head. And it is messed up for A week maybe two weeks at most this has been almost three months now where I'm getting this like shooting pain up through my hand and like my my other side of my arm has tendonitis. my knees are kind of like the joints are getting all worked up and washed out and this is the first time in my life that I'm like oh my my body's not just like a 22 year old limber boy anymore I'm like an I'm I'm it's dealing with itself. And it's like, it's, it's been overcompensating for all of like the exercise or physical activity that I've been doing my whole life. And now it's like catch caught caught up to me and it's not recovering very fast. And so at 35, where I'm kind of like in supposedly, where I think I would be in my peak condition by the time, dude, like this is where it starts going in the wrong direction. And so it's like, uh, just the ailments just like the the pain of like having to you know keep yourself in shape and the and like the the effort that it must take to keep your body in check when you're 75 80 years old let alone the notion of like your mortality mm. it's all just like ah oh, man i'm in pain and how do you stay positive you know how do you keep yourself uplifted and spirited when you're that when you're that age what do you do
0: yeah i don't know i mean it must be it it it's either, it either comes natural because you've built up that set of habits up to that point, which is like maintaining a positive mindset and looking after your body, or it becomes even harder because you haven't formulated those specific type of habits. You haven't thought about the food you're putting in your body or the amount of sleep you're getting or your exercise regimen um and so when that clock starts turning you know when we hit our 40s we're like it's gonna be 10 times as hard as it was when we were 22 right yeah. just because naturally like the 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 um the wear of time is like kind of set in um yeah I man, it's weird it's weird seeing like my my folks get older uh see them deal with like the natural gravity of life and lifespan. And it's, uh, my aunts and uncles, you know, getting, getting older. And because I don't think, you know, naturally we live from the inside out. You don't see yourself from like a 10,000 foot view to like, see how you have changed and existed in, the world around you and grown and gotten older uh and so i think it's very natural just to feel like oh, i'm just you know i'm the same as i ever was yeah but yeah i'm on the same tip
1: like, it's interesting for you though too because you have a kid and it's like you get to start seeing your age through his because <laughs> right. you know like he's going to be 13 on friday (laughs) and like you're just gonna be like oh my god like i don't even know how old i am i just know that my son is 13 now and that makes me feel because that's what my dad said to me once he was i think i turned like 30 or something he was like this is crazy muchacho i cannot believe that my youngest son is 30 years old like my 30 years old i cannot believe this and it's just like I haven't been thinking about how old I am until I realized that my youngest child is three decades old. Mm. It's just like puts it into perspective for you. And it's just like, Whoa, man, what a trip to feel like. And we're not even close to being there yet, but God, man, it happens like that, you know, or at least that's what everybody says. You know, that's what like all these people that have gotten to their eighties and their nineties are just like, man, sneaks up on you. You know, you're there.
0: Yeah. You can't, uh, it's so hard to understand, like, time and experience, right? And, like, put it into, you can think in these, you know, these forms of, like, moments and, oh, this is, mm. I remember that time or I sort of remember, but I I vaguely remember my childhood. Like, if I th- yeah. see a picture or I'll have a dream or something that maybe puts me back into that moment, there's little breadcrumbs of like life experience that I'm like, ah, I remember that trip or I remember that thing. But like how many days of your life have you just totally forgotten? Yeah. Like probably so many of them.
1: Way more than, than not.
0: (laughs) And it's funny because if you, me personally, if I think about, and we may have gone over this before, but if I think back in time about what is important to me and what I remember, it's never the things that I typically spend my time chasing. Right. Right. It's like I spend my time chasing like the next paycheck or feeling like I'm secure. You know, I've got enough commas in the bank to like feel comfortable, to relax, and like have fun with my friends. But I don't remember any of that. I don't remember the things I bought. I don't remember how much more or less – Money I had in the bank like 10 years ago. Like all I remember are these little glimpses of joy yeah. or sadness, you know, like I definitely have had, but it, but it's not based off any thing that like, usually I fill my time with, which is right. uh, <clears throat> these, it's like possessions almost. Like I spent right. so much of my time fretting and and worrying about, uh, my job, you know, and like my career and my bank account and money. Yeah. And the only thing that I, and when I think back on life, typically what I remember are, are moments that, you know, those, those things helped execute a lot of those good times, right? Like vacations or trips or like time off, you know? Right. So obviously you can't just completely forget about the pursuit of said gain, but uh, it is interesting to, to think about for sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, at the end of our lives, we're going to be, you know, kicking back, hopefully on a, you know, balcony overlooking the, Beautiful Puget Sound, and listening to the seagulls chirping in days days of yearning, and we're gonna, you know, balcony
0: overlooking Moses Lake,
1: Maze Pond. If we're lucky, we'll
0: have a balcony overlooking recycling management in Spokane Valley.
1: <laughs> and you know we'll just be able to kind of kick our feet up, man, and be like, and just think about all the memories that we have created and cultivated over the course. And we of can our even lives.
0: remember them, and that's yeah, also the totally. thing about growing old is like
1: your memory your goes mind over.
0: starts to go and your memory starts to go.
1: God damn it, dude! What's going to happen? Like, what? I mean, what? Like, what do you look forward to in in getting like into your getting senior live into your like senior life?
0: I mean, fuck, dude. I <laughs> I don't really look forward to much yeah. for those years yeah. because I don't think about them. It's not that I'm loathing right. them. Right. I just don't think about them. I don't think that there's going to be a day where I'm going to uh, not. I think the other thing that's terrifying as well about becoming old is like we live in a society that doesn't appreciate old people. Yeah. Like we don't hold them on a pedestal. We don't um, celebrate them. Right. In my personal opinion, the way that we should. Right? Yeah, I it's agree. It's like we kind of we kind of just turn our head a little bit and maybe it's because of our own fear of mortality, I don't know. You know, we don't want to put ourselves in those positions and think about us getting that old or we don't feel like they have things to offer or you know whatever the reason right that yeah. we don't uh really appreciate and and um
1: like hold them in high esteem
0: exactly yeah, yeah we don't we don't put them on a pedestal yeah in the same way that I think we should and what I think would be um a positive interaction with you know the elderly uh but I don't really think about that phase of my life. And so I don't really think about what I would look forward to in those right. moments. Right. Like, Because all I'm thinking of is like, well, I better, have, I better have enough value accrued yeah, in order to just coast. But yeah. then I think about coasting and I'm like, that doesn't sound fun. I don't just want to like stop, yeah. you know, being excited about the next thing that's f- coming at me. Yep. I don't want to stop creating. I love creating, um, which to me is like always then should be on the forefront of your mind, like how well you're taking care of yourself. Like how, and yeah. I, I'm not good at it.
1: Totally. You know, yeah, I'm it's, not it's,
0: good at thinking about how, how, you know, like what I do today, you know, there's going to be ripple effect of how I feel later in life.
1: For sure. For sure. Yeah. I think uh, just to kind of piggyback off something you were saying earlier, like about how we hold senior citizens or just elderly people in, in our, in esteem. It's funny because a lot of times, and I think I've even done it. We've been like conditioned to reduce elderly people to like, Oh, that's look at them. They're so cute. Mm -hmm. Look at that. Oh my God, they're dancing. That's so cute. They're holding Mm -hmm. hands. That's so adorable. It's like, bitch, these people have lived like three times the length of you and like they have so much wisdom and so much lived experience under their belt. I don't, I mean, I understand where the notion of like, oh, that's like adorable that they're still, you know, keeping it going and still being, you know, fun and spirited, but (laughs) to reduce it down to like, they're so cute. That's so cute. It almost makes it feel like, like it belittles their whole experience. You almost put them in a different regard. Like mm. these old people are like you, cause you can't fathom, you don't know what it's like. So you just think like, I even look at elderly people and I just can't, I'm like, you, you forget that they have lived so much longer than you have. And they have so much, so many memories and so many, so many moments in their lives way beyond yours. And they don't typically do the same thing to us that we do to them. They kind of hold younger people in regard as like, well, you guys are the next generation of people who are going to come up and make something happen. And so there's like all this respect on their end because that's coming from their own wisdom. But the young people that are regarding them don't have that wisdom yet to give that to them. And Mm -hmm. so it's just the kind of like this weird catch 22. And it's unfortunate because as I'm saying all this, I'm like, man, I got to just like spend more time having conversations with people that are elderly, why wouldn't I like they have the knowledge, they have the, the, the lived experience that I can learn from, mm. you know, well, and like, do. what's the most important, some totally. totally like, some what's do. the most important thing, you know, that you took from your life. And typically I, I bet a lot of their answers would just be like, you know, be nice to each other, <laughs> you know, like mm. the simplest things that sound cliche, um, but are, are true at the end of your life when you look back on it all.
0: Yeah, maybe it's like a perspective of just the the thought that you can always learn something from someone. Yeah. And it whether it's a child or whether it's the elderly or whether it's your peers or you know, uh, I think <clears throat> a lot of it comes from the thought that well, there's nothing to offer. Mm-hmm. like I, the, this specific experience has nothing to offer what i'm looking for and i right. think that that's just a really short-sighted perspective you can learn from every situation and everything around you you can you you can manage to like adjust your life and perspective and situation off of anything the smallest thing it's hard to take time though you know like we have time is now more than ever so precious and so to slow down and take a moment and go I think I can learn something here yeah um it's actually kind of difficult I mean for me specifically it's like really difficult for me to do I'm just, just like kind of just,
1: just to slow down you're saying
0: yeah just I'm just bullheaded like a like a buffalo in a china shop just heading towards like whatever I think I should be heading towards. And it's the moments where, you know, I'm traditionally, a good example, traditionally, like if I'm on a flight, I don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah. I don't want to talk to people next to me. Like I, I'm just, because my thought is, is that like there's a very high chance that this person has nothing to offer me, which is in, extremely short-sighted when you look at it from, Uh, you know pulled far enough away Mm -hmm. but there's been so many moments that I can think of where I've actually opened up and like had conversations with the person sitting next to me on the flight and we've talked the entire time and I've been uplifted in my life because I've met a random stranger that influenced me positively yeah I think about how few random strangers we meet and just randomly in for me personally like i, I don't yeah. go up to random people and think <laughs> and ask them like yo how's it going what's this thing you got what what are you riding what kind yeah. of car is that yeah it's i think my it's either me personally or it's it might be a generational thing but like my dad and my father-in-law they they'll go to Fred Meyer and they'll talk to 14 people <laughs>
1: I'm the same way.
0: You are kind of like that. <laughs> you are kind of like that. I. I, yeah. I envy that about you a little bit. Uh, I'm like I'm. I'm not. Why would I talk to anybody? What do you? Yeah. I'm here for a purpose. The purpose is getting the rice krispie treats,
1: right? right. And
0: checking out and leaving, yeah. right? And I potentially am missing out on so much life because I'm not open to the objective changing right like yeah yeah, i'm going i'm going through life and these are my goals but like along the way i'm going to pick fruit from every tree right Mm -hmm. my perspective is like nope going straight for the goal and i'm gonna get my crispy treats and i'm leaving
1: (laughs) i wonder if that's the cost of doing what you do to be able to like have the uh wherewithal or just the commitment and discipline to do what you specifically do, does it take be be behaving that way? Does it take like not being distracted by external factors to, to like do that? It's just, it's your experience. So it's just like, all, you know,
0: it's my experience. I also don't think like anything is set in stone. I'm sorry. There is, there are things that are set in stone, but, as far as your life experience goes and what you're doing and how it's going to end up and what decisions going to bring you, like there's no a plus B equals C in life. Sure. Sure. I don't think. And so is there a reality that exists where like, I just keep my head down and focus on the task at hand and don't, uh, open up to the possibility of, influence outside of like the path I've already you know I foresee in front of me yeah yeah maybe but then there's also another reality that can exist where I'm Julian Gavilanis, and I talked to forty-five people before I get to my crispy treats. And now the day's done, and and Al's been out in the in Sprinter van waiting for his talking ass, being like, "Who did you meet?" Right. Um,
1: you're always asking me why it takes me so long to do any simple task. And it's probably why.
0: Yeah, like why are you talking? Why do you do? Why are you talking? to the lady at the checkout stand about like her emotional history (laughs) with like wet wipes
1: (laughs) yeah 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 it's just checking in with people i guess it's just it's like a it's an inherent thing that i don't necessarily think i mean i'm only speaking to to myself right now but like yeah, it's a, it's an interesting uh dynamic that we both kind of share opposites of um but I also recognize when you feel a little sassy and you kind of get up and are, you know, talkative and friendly with other people as well. Like you're you're saying that that's all you ever do, it's, which is not true.
0: Well, no, it's because, not
1: because you know, you you don't and you do engage and when you do engage you're just as charming and fun and spirited and kind as I would ever hope to be. And it's, it's just like you leave feeling like there's like, you have a little bit more like self-esteem or something. Cause you made somebody smile perhaps rather than just going in and making that transaction of getting that crispy treat and walking out. Um, and just like, you know, the more smiles you get in the course of the day from other people who are reciprocating off of your love, add to your advantage i think
0: I, I agree i agree uh i think that you are existing in a real special way and i think like to bring it back to what i think is i would say it a, gener- a generational thing but that's like over simplification of a very nuanced and complex idea but for me my pivot points are like my my father-in-law and my dad Mm -hmm. who are like kind of like you who just talk to everybody just like talk to everybody yeah uh i do believe that you open yourself up to way richer experiences if you do that for sure um so yeah a balance of i think a balance of both would would be good for me because like right for me all i'm is like don't Don't interrupt my, you know, designated target with your (laughs) smiles. You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, I love that too. Obviously, I love cracking (laughs) a joke and making somebody smile. Like, that uplifts my day and brings my day. But I just don't think of it, right? Like, if I'm like, I'm headed to Costco. I'm going to get the thing. I'm going to get out of the thing. I'm not trying to stop. And I remember, and it might be, you know, an annoyance that I got growing up in a small town too. Mm -hmm. Cause for me, like you go to the store and you'd see like 50 people that you knew cause your town has 3000 people in it. Everybody at the store, you know, and you go, Hey, you know, how's your dog? How's your kid? You know, like especially growing up where your mom is the nurse and helped like deliver half of the town Totally. And your dad is the minister who helped bury half the town. You, right. You, like, your folks take time for people. You know, that's, like, their passion. And so, for me, I, I might have a little, I, I don't want to call it PTSD because that's, like. A, right. That's like it's a just a legitimate. little chip on your shoulder. Not a chip. It's just, like, growing up as a kid, I was so annoyed with that. I was, like, we're going to get a gallon of milk, and then we're going to go home, because, and I want to watch some Arthur But now we missed the whole episode because your chatted, Kathy ass wanted to talk about some chicken fence. I don't give a shit
1: about chicken fences. And we don't got no DVR, so we can't record the goddamn Arthur. So I I just missed it.
0: I got four channels, dude. And my other options are the 5 p.m.
1: news. (laughs) 60 minutes.
0: (laughs) I ain't trying to watch Walter Cronkite. I'm trying to watch some Doug.
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh well, yeah, that that very well may be the the case. Um but I don't know. I think it's uh and it and it, it you know, I, I think we I think we do fine. It's not like affecting our lives. <laughs> I think you know, it can be a blessing and a curse, but blessing and a curse both ways, whereas like you can save time and energy <laughs> to apply it to something different that you care about, whereas I can like get really distracted by that and, and then waste time and energy on things that don't um, necessarily uh, deserve my time and energy. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I'm like, well, now I, I have less time in my day to get this thing done and I'm stressed. So yeah. it goes both ways, you know,
0: it maybe does. It maybe doesn't, you know, like with to have that notion of like, my time is worth X Mm. makes it seem like there's some sort of like, like monitor somewhere that's like, Oh, well you, you wasted 30 minutes here. Yeah. Right. Because you can't quantify like every aspect of a moment, right? Like you're constantly learning, you're constantly living and dying at the same time. Uh, You like it's so, it's such a mind fuck to put your life and your experience on some sort of binary landscape, right? And go, Well, I wasted time there and I didn't waste time. I mean, sure, like we all have it in our conscience when we're legitimately wasting time, right? Or when we're doing something that doesn't positively influence or affect our situation or somebody else's situation i think that maybe not most people a, a lot of people have that wherewithal yeah but i also think you and i are like per, like intra-perspective to a fault mm. it's like jesus get over it dude and just can live you know <laughs> yeah, what i, I mean? think i
1: think you always say me and you but when you you just just put yourself in that category to no, make you feel better.
0: <laughs> well, you're more introspective than I am for sure. But I also have a child. Yeah, sure. And right. like that changes everything. Like you, yeah. you, you just – I don't have the luxury to think about how my existence relates to pre and post life experiences like right. you do, right? Like you can unpack everything hmm to what I a think sounds, to a fault yeah um whereas I'm I don't have like I used to do that a ton and then I realized that like well that tool doesn't really help me all the time if I do that all the time with every single thing that I do I don't have time left over to do other things that are really positively affecting change in my life um but that all to be said, like we are very introspective, and I don't know if like the general public is as introspective as us. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, we might totally. Be, we might be out on a branch a little bit with like, oh, if I utilize my time in this specific <laughs> fashion, then maybe there'll be more. You know it's like dude shut get up it. bro like i'm trying to get a honda prelude that's all i care about
1: is I'm mazda protege dude come on <laughs> I'm,
0: trying to get, I'm trying to get a rav4 you know like <laughs> like later earlier than 2015
1: <laughs> yeah i think just to, to to uh bring it back to the to the article it's uh i think like at the end of our lives you know we're not going to look back and and think about like the time that we saved by not talking to people that right you know had anything to do with anything. It's just going to be like who we touched, how we were touched. um, And just like the impact that we made with like the relationships that we had in our lives and nothing that had to do with like, oh man, remember that day back in 2022 when I like went to the grocery store and wasted all that time or you know like (laughs) i was sitting looking at the seagulls out in the puget sound and fucking you know wasting my time it's not going to be about that
0: yeah i mean i like connected to that i would say that what we're not going to remember is the time that we saved and utilized to like make a couple extra hundred bucks
1: yeah for sure
0: or like do a couple you know We're not going to remember, like, oh, dude, I really did well. I saw Martha at Fred Meyer and (laughs) she wanted to talk to me and I avoided her. Right. You know, like, and I, oh, and then I got home with 20 minutes to spare. And you know what I did? Watch some Sports Center. Yeah. Like, we're not going to think of, uh, I don't believe that we're going to remember those moments. I think what we're going to remember is experiences. Right. Like, yeah. And to, but fine. But also too, you could dive into a pool of subjective nuance about like, well, but if you manage your time appropriately, then and you and you cultivated XYZ, then your experience in life is gonna be so much more fruitful
1: than right, if you just right. walked
0: around the park all day being like, Hey, have you guys heard about air tags? Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you know, like you have to you have to be willing to experience life and you have to be and in order to do that, it's, it doesn't just take being like, I think, I think one of the misconceptions that younger people have is that like our work ethic will, will drive us towards the things that we will then take to our grave and be like, yes, I like worked my ass off and got this thing and had that thing happen because of that. Whereas like some of the greatest experiences can come from the most the most like mundane circumstances that you found yourself in. And you just either were open to having an experience or you weren't. And I think in my uh, in my perception of myself, I think that like I I try to always just be open to any type of experience, whether or not it's going to give me one or not, or I'm going to take advantage of something in that moment or not. I think there is a willingness that is at play when you when you're just living your life and thinking that like by being conditioned to work really hard, make a lot of money, have nice things and do these things those those aren't necessarily and anybody any successful famous iconic person will tell you like you know get get rich and famous and then realize that that's that's far from the answer that you're looking for. Uh, You're still stuck with yourself. Um, And so just finding that availability with yourself to have experiences, even when you least expect them, that's when they happen, right? Like that's when you fall in love. That's when you like get into a relationship when you least expect it to happen. When you're like, nah, I'm not trying to have that happen right now. When you're not pushing towards something, it's typically when something happens to you. Um, But you have to be open to it. You have to have an open heart enough rather than just being closed off and you know, one track mind. I used to, I used to think that like my, my like narrow focus towards becoming an actor was like a really good quality. And I was like, I'm trying to be an actor who is understanding the human condition all the while, not even really understanding my own humanity, because I'm so driven towards just like this one thing. Mm. And I'm excluding everything else. Mm. Um, so there's an openness that I think needs to be there for for all of us, you know in in our day to day because who knows, man, Sandy at the grocery store might you know take your bags and have a conversation with you and who knows what that relationship might foster?
0: Yeah, you never know
1: but but in uh in in even cooler news
0: good's this this world war ii veteran decided to become a children's book author at age 95 sam baker first discovered his love of reading in the ninth grade but it wasn't until he turned 95 his love of reading in the ninth grade do you think that's when he like <laughs> learned to read or when he just realized like oh i'm into this regardless uh
1: probably yeah i mean probably when he's just like started falling in love with it because you typically learn how to read unless you're like dyslexic or something
0: that D- doesn't matter i'm i'm deviating from the topic <laughs> at hand uh sam baker first discovered love reading in ninth grade but it wasn't until he turned 95 that he realized how much he enjoyed writing books too baker now 99 God. lives in scottsdale arizona he served in the marines from 1942 to 1947 and later embarked on a career with the u.s coast yes. geodetic survey God. sorry when his children were young he read to them every day and would make up his own stories about a worm named herman when Baker decided when Baker decided, decided to start writing four years ago, his son encouraged him to turn his Herman tales into a book. He did just that. Publishing The Silly Adventures of Petunia and Herman the Worm in 2018. What a legend.
1: Now that's a now that's a guy that's taking advantage of his of his uh of his of the end of his life. And maybe he'll live another twenty years, who's to say? You know, like, because he's keeping himself sharp, because he's actively trying to create. Well, now, still,
0: yeah, he's got a purpose, right? Like, that seems to be such a powerful integer towards uh, a long life is a purpose and a meaning. Yeah. And where you find that purpose and meaning is subjective. You can find it in model trains. You could find it in your family and your grandkids. Like, I don't think it's. Same thing, right? Like, I don't think that just because you have a purpose and a meaning, you have a long life, <laughs> right? Sure. Seemingly, there's a lot of things at play there. But um, what an awesome way to spend the latter years of your life, like influencing young minds and young families. Um, yeah. Dude, reading books to Rudy is like been such a positive thing for him and me and Taz uh, he loves reading. He loves stories. Um, and he loves that time, uh, during the day. It's typically like before he goes to bed or before he was going to take a nap or something. Sometimes during the day, like grandpa and grandma come over, they'll read him a book and he'll be able to pause and chill for a moment. But, um,
1: and there's so many, there's so many children's books. (laughs) <laughs> oh, there's like, so many, dude. There's so many. I remember going to the, to the store and like getting some for Rudy and being like, oh my God, how are you supposed to pick one? Like, and also how do you know which one's going to have the best message? How do you know which, and some of these writers, man, it's, they're very impressive because obviously like a novelist or a, you know, nonfiction writer, it's people who like are journalists and write about, you know, epic things are one thing, but to be a children's writer, it takes a real s- a, a real specific set of skills. Uh to yeah would tell a story that way.
0: You ever go back and read some of like nursery rhymes and nursery fables from like when Sam Baker would have been a kid?
1: Huh? They're I don't, pretty I don't, wild. Like, like which like what? Uh, like which ones?
0: Like Mother Goose or oh,
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, sure.
0: Or um
1: Who who's Sam Baker?
0: sam baker is the he 99 the right. year old world war ii veteran oh wrote, oh <laughs> the freaking, <laughs> fucking guy we're talking about bro <laughs> did you black out I,
1: I thought he was like the guy that wrote all the nursery rhymes no like no, back no. In the like day. when sam
0: baker would have been a child and getting <laughs> s- stories read to him i those stories if you go back and read them some of them are like Weird, dude.
1: Oh yeah, there's some super dark ones. They don't too, make man. any like, sense. Ring around the Rosie is like super dark. And like, <laughs> yeah, like, Jack it's... be nimble, Jack be quick. They're just... all like, yeah, bad, bad, like, uh, uh, real bad stories about stuff that I don't even really understand at this point. But uh, yeah,
0: and and also a good amount of them too. From what I've heard, I, I don't, I would need to do some research on it. But a good amount of them, like. Have just been passed down, right? Mm-hmm. Like they were maybe illustrated and written down and uh put into publication when the printing press came around or whatever. But those stories, Jack and the Beanstalk, right? Those stories oh, yeah. have been around for can, centuries. Yeah, this but some of them are super weird. Nowadays, a children's book author, sometimes they don't even they're not even morally. There's no moral meaning. Those are my favorite children's books. The ones yeah. that are just like this, like I didn't learn anything, but I, I, this was great.
1: Yeah. I mean, when they can just be abstract and kind of fun, it's, it's a whole nother thing in and of itself. Me and my ex-girlfriend tried to write one for my niece when she was a couple of years old and it was really hard, but we created a narrative. Um, God, what was it? It was like a, it took it, it took, like, the theme of uh, Bob Marley's song, like, Buffalo Soldier or something like that. The Buffalo Soldier was, like, the the like, the like main character of the book and, like, the three little birds in the – in like, it was all, like, from Bob Marley because she was, like, ha- a big fan of Bob Marley at the time. So we took, like, uh, titles from songs and tried to, like, write a story from the titles of his songs with, like, the Buffalo Soldier and the three little birds chirping and, like, all these different variables from all those songs. Mm-hmm. But it's, like – it, like I said before, it takes like a real skill set um and a real like intricate level of imagination to to shape those kinds of stories, especially when they do have like a linear point and they like go towards something and then they're teaching a child like how do you go back and teach it ch- like teaching children and, and something that they're gonna actually absorb how do you how do you remember what that can be or how do you know what what's gonna work? in that case. And it's subjective to every single kid. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I mean, I, uh, I'm not positive what Rudy is retaining. Like from books in a moral sense. And then how were we imprinted with our like ethics barometer? Mm -hmm. Was it from lived experience? Was it being put in situations that, allowed us to see the benefit of morality and ethics um, specifically within social networks? Was it like a combination of a hundred thousand different lived experiences that just led us to this specific place? I don't know. Um, there's sometimes, there's sometimes it's like children's books though, that'll get too can, heady on that shit.
1: Yeah, and, and I put it down. It. I'm just really? like,
0: I ain't, I ain't reading this. This is, it's just like, it's it's too over the top, right? You know about whatever the topic right. that they want to explore is. Yeah, and it's like, bro, like you're nah, sitting
1: there reading it, just getting triggered.
0: <laughs> not triggered. It's just like this is just too. The only person. This is not for the child. This is it's for, for the, the guys. It's for the
1: person. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see.
0: Right, because there's no. This, this, the kid is not able to comprehend. Right. You know, as uh, deep of a topic as whatever it might be. Right. It's really for the author to feel like they utilize their vessel to instill. Um positive perspective and ethics on children and it's for the adult reading the book to feel like they are positively <laughs> influencing
1: right right
0: the kid but the kid. is I don't think the kid picks up on I don't know if the kid picks I don't know if Rudy picks up on the giving tree right you know like I think there's a I love Shel Silverstein that's my dude right but uh the giving tree I barely understand that concept. Right. You know, I don't know how, if I'm reading that to Rudy, he's unpacking that and going like, oh, so like, if we take too much from nature, then it's all gone, you know.
1: Right. Um, Do you have a favorite that you read to him or that you have read to him that has like affected you the most? Or do you guys, you guys have so many.
0: We have so many. I really like the Shel Silverstein, like falling up huh You know, like just a Is book he get
1: is he reading those ones? Book of poems.
0: I bought it for him early and was going like reading it to him. The illustrations are really it's yeah. all black and white. I love yeah. the illustrations. I think they're really cool, but um that book kind of miraculously got lost somehow in our house. I'm not sure if we just put it away somewhere. I like those um what other ones do I really enjoy i mean he loves good night good night construction site and that series he's all about trucks dude anything
1: Still, huh? he's been truck he's been trucks for well he's like super, half of his life
0: he's obsessed with with legos right now that's his thing yeah. like he oh my god dude I have but like s- legos
1: that turn into trucks right and like planes or like yep. mechanical Machines, things. Like, And he's yeah. very
0: tactile and thing you know oriented he's really empathetic too to other people, which is really nice that he has that in his personality this early in his life. But, um, I think just like any kid, you know, like when you get him around, when he gets around his cousins, he's got a cousin that's the same age as him. And man, they're, you know, they're best friends one moment and they are rival enemies the next. And it's back and forth, like no telling when, um, yeah, but sorry to circle back to the article about Sam Baker and his uh, and his publication of children's. But I think it's also cool that um you're able to do and experience milestones like that late in life. Like, obviously, it's not for everybody, right? Like, not everybody's going to have that opportunity or ability, but it right. definitely gives you hope. Like, no, yeah. this time is an age or it's just a number, right? It's – it's your body has wear and tear for sure, but you can keep your mind and your uh, heart in check um, well into your end of your life.
1: Yeah, I think it's probably – a fascinating endeavor to be investigating into the mind of a child as a 95-year-old man too and to be writing from that perspective you know even if he's just writing from his own perspective he's writing a children's book and so i i imagine when you're writing a children's book you're thinking of the of the child uh while you're doing that or the children that right. will be reading it and so to in order to do that, you kind of got to tap back into some childlike in, impulse and instinct of your own um, and behavior. And that must be such a treat for him. And, mm. you know, it's it's just so cool, man. It's so admirable to to see people that are doing that, you know, and just from the earlier conversation of like, man, how do you like what are you going to look forward to when you're when you're a senior citizen? Like, I can't wait for my salt and peps in my hair. <laughs> but like that's about it you think you um, are
0: you gonna go bald
1: I, fuck, I hope not i hope not but i don't know i mean my my brother is like has basically just like shaved it off because he you know he was he was getting it there but my other it's brother that doesn't the mom's side is that the, i don't know i was talking to a guy the other day and he was telling because he i had the same i had i thought the same thing but he was telling me like it's a generational thing. Apparently, I don't know. Like I don't know what the actual answer is to that. But um, yeah, I hope I have a head of hair, man. My dad, my dad still has like seventy five percent black and like just a little salt and peps, and he's seventy two. Yeah, your dad's ha- super handsome. <laughs> it's crazy how much like how much dark hair and head of hair he has still. I don't think it'll ever go away. I don't think it'll ever turn full gray.
0: My my grandpa had the on my dad's side. My grandpa Dennis had the dopest hair until the day <laughs> he went.
1: What was it like?
0: He had like a gray streak through the front.
1: Oh, I love and that. And he would
0: always do like the like the comb back, but the it was like the James Dean where the part was on the side, but then there was this nice little wave happening. Ooh. Nice. even to the day he died man like he was just looking fresh <laughs> dapper dan man baby
1: nice dude well while we're on the subject of hair i would like to draw attention to your uh newfound bank bangladesh's dude. dude
0: i got banged out my hairdresser dude, banged I, me out
1: how did you bang i a whole dude?
0: family on the same I, day too really we all got bangs. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i went in really yeah well taz already had bangs and yeah i kind of had them too but she like i went in got banged out and then has got hers trimmed up, and then Rudy got his trimmed up. And
1: tri- what did you get a? Did you get a perm too? Because it seems like your hair got like curlier. Nah, it's. Do you like putting nah, new product just, like, in it she or something?
0: She cut it. She cut it. You know, she cut it well. So yeah. Um. And yeah, she like gave me some tips on how to make it bounce. A little more, a little bit more volume in there. Yeah,
1: what do you do? Walk us through it.
0: It's like a, there's this.
1: <laughs> oh, fuck this. Do it. <laughs> oh, fuck this. <laughs> oh. Walk us through it. The people want to know. No, I know. Come can't. on. I can't. You got a little Vidal Sassoon product no. you put in there. There's a little, little bit of, little bit little. of this, <laughs> little
0: bit of that. You know, sh-pour, sh-pour, shpour,
1: You were totally going on the trajectory of telling us exactly what you do doing. I'm not going to steal <laughs> people's lives away from them to tell them right, about I'm crying. My vanity. Well, do you like them? Do you dig them? My hair? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm Your into it. Your new style. Yeah, cool.
0: I'm into it. I needed a change. Yeah. Um it's I I definitely know that it will get annoying though, right? Like the bangs just hair being in your eyes and stuff. I can sense Uh-oh. it coming on. Well, like doesn't hair the hair just get in long. your was eye? Like,
1: was it? Yeah, doesn't your hair just get in your eyes regardless when it's long?
0: No, like the it way I had it, the way I had it before, one it was I was just always tying it up. Yeah. Or like you know, sweeping it off to the left and now I've committed to you know the straightforward and uh I can understand how that was is gonna get annoying. But you know that's yeah. the price for for
1: Fashion. hot sex hot commodities not <laughs> sex, dude. How does a pony how does a ponies look nowadays? Does do you I haven't even put do a it? pony
0: in since I got it cut? Really? Yeah, dude.
1: I don't oh, even wear a pony
0: on my wrist anymore
1: wow dude it was like changing a five tie.
0: Year, it was like at least an eight year experience wearing a little pony tie on my wrist now i don't do it
1: wow man well i i think i said you looked like a like a the the ugly stepson of cindy lopper and daryl hall when i saw you the first time <laughs> nice. you
0: said um, you had a really good one. Oh, renee russo
1: yeah yeah renee russo <laughs> and like daryl hall one. Yeah. So that was yeah, good. Renee Russo easy.
0: and uh and Daryl Quaid from Kingpin.
1: <laughs> Dennis Quaid. Yeah. Randy Quaid, dude. Oh, that's Randy that, Quaid, my B. That's uh brother Hezekiah,
0: Oh, he's killing.
1: He's killing, dude. Yeah, well it's nice. It's a good look, dude. I'm uh I'm glad you dig it because that's really all that matters, right? You're owning it. We've talked about this on the podcast before, you know, doing something new, doing something stylish and fresh, and then you know, just owning it.
0: Yeah, and it's it, all about the you know, own.
1: It's all about the own, dude. Um, That's awesome. Been,
0: I'm glad we we uh, we are back. It's been a minute since we've um done one of these satellite ones. I'm always a, a little nervous about satellite combos, but uh, yeah, we'll they're not the work bad, out but Pretty well.
1: Is, it's always fun, man. It's always fun to catch up. Plus, we haven't caught up for a long time, man. Yeah, we were we were on a tour bus for however long we were on. Seemed like 19 years. It was Um, like it was like
0: three. It was like four weeks.
1: Four weeks. I know. (laughs) Did they always seem that? Did that seem like a long time to you?
0: It always. I think what it is when you're touring is that you're experiencing so much in so little time that it feels really short and really long at the same time. Because you're going. Like think about, you know, most individuals' life experience. They're going mostly five days a week they're seeing they're doing the same thing over and over again Mm -hmm. which is kind of what we're doing on tour right but we're doing it in completely different environments environments and we're also putting miles on our body like nobody uh, very little discussion happens around what you do when you travel that much
1: change time zones like just it's just your, bo- your body
0: moving 65 miles an hour for like through the night yeah like you're you're going at 65 your body is moving like think about if you went to a place that just put you in a tube and spun you in a circle at 65 miles an hour each night to go to it's sleep wild, man it's gotta do something to you absolutely and then on top of that you know the the up and down you get on stage and like a bunch of people that you don't know make you feel like you're important, <laughs> you know, right, right. and you're doing something that they really appreciate. <laughs> and then you get off stage and you're like, Oh, I, I'm like, yeah. You need to just back to reality, which is yeah. not a bad reality. I don't mean the thing that it's like a
1: totally, big, no, it's
0: not a big come down necessarily because you're not, it's, you're great. You're in a great situation, but like the up and down of being, in front of a thousand people and you're the you're they are excited about you yeah that's what they're excited about that's why they're there and that's why they're happy is because of you and then you get off stage and you're like so is burger king still open or like
1: yeah yeah it's an intoxicating experience man and even for somebody who is not performing at all it's crazy i can can imagine how so many artists can get caught up in the wave for you sure you definitely got
0: to get your feet wet you you don't need to jump in head first to the wave pool like every night of the week but you know you need to have fun if you're not having fun on tour then you shouldn't be doing it because uh it's you you're, you are people's um you're you're people's end of the week mm-hmm. enjoyment right to Help them get through the rest of the time that they have in that week, right? Or like people yeah. are changing their plans and changing um, their life in a, in hopes that an experience with you is going to be really good and really great. Yeah. And if you're not having fun doing that, then like, bro, just get go away and say, leave some room for other people um i agree but uh, I agree. yeah we had a good time and uh, we'll catch up about it maybe next episode but uh, yeah. uh shout out to sam baker
1: shout out to sam baker and uh and also shout out to cycling without age man the people that are taking taking the old folks on some nice bike rides dude spinning them around the around the world giving them you know a chance to not have to feel lonely yep. making them feel happy That's it. That's what this podcast is all about. Happiness, joy, and just fine people.
0: And using words we don't really know what they mean.
1: (laughs) Every single time. (laughs) All right. Love Uh, you all. See you next episode. Bye-bye. Hey, did you like that? I figured you might. Well, we're going to ask you to do all the things that podcasters tell you to do. Subscribe, rate, review, comment. Go share this podcast with all of your friends. You can follow us on Instagram at this underscore podcast. And if you want to reach out, you can email us at howgoodsthispodcast at gmail.com. Go tell your friends all about everything that's happened here. If you're interested in hearing Alan Stone and myself spilling all that tea in the good goss segment of this podcast, you're going to get to hear Alan Stone say things that he might honestly never say out loud and in public. So it's worth it. Head on over to Patreon and join our little community. For as little as $5 a month, you can contribute to this podcast and really help us make a difference in building this thing out. Patreon.com slash Live at the Lodge. We love you guys very much, and uh, we'll see you next week. How good's this?